Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Darren Tunder. How you doing? I am doing well, and yourself? I'm doing good. I hope I didn't butcher that last name. No, people did much, much more butchering than you could. You did on that. They, that was, you did actually very, very well. Very, oh. very well. And I, I don't understand why people would... How, how do you... Tunder, you just look at it. Because I've heard Tunder, Tonder... And I'm like, but it, it kind of, it's like it's spelled T-O-O-N-D-E-R. Well, welcome to the show. And I already feel like you're a friend in my head. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, well, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm All looking right. forward to playing with you. All right. So let's, you know, let's hear about your acting journey because there are listeners and maybe new listeners that want to know who is Darren. I've never heard of him. I've never seen him. And some people have seen you on daytime recently and they didn't yeah. like what they saw Darren do you care to explain oh. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something people hated me I mean hated <laughs> me and, and you know even my mom watching the show I, mean, I gotta first of all I gotta say it was so much play, fun playing someone who was so evil and so hated I mean I, it, it, someone was telling me well that means you're doing a good job like that's you're doing your job if you're supposed to be this evil character and everybody hates you well then you're doing it right you know <laughs> and even my mom would call me up and uh and she hated me too <laughs> My mom, she would go, this is Darren. I don't know about this, Dr. Montague. This is is not my son. This is not my son. My son is nice. My son is joy. This is not my... Can't they give you something nice to do? (laughs) But you know what? Yeah, and she, she was even saying sometimes she was like, you know, that one scene when you were giving Sasha this that shot. I'm like, mom, you have to be more specific. There was a lot of scenes where I was giving <laughs> Sasha. She's like, you just you scared me. You scared, you're scary, Darren. <laughs> now, before we spoil it for the listeners, let's hear about your yeah. journey, and then we're gonna come back to that because uh, listeners, he's on the show, but he doesn't have anything planned today to kill me, okay, or inject no, no me plans. with anything. <laughs> <laughs> But let's hear about how you got into the business. All right, how I got into the business. Well, um, I when I was a kid, I would come running home for lunch. You know, back in I, I don't know if they do it any. I don't think they can do it now. Uh, but back in the eighties, uh, kids could go home for lunch, and I would I would run home because when I uh, if I got home at twelve noon, that's when I Love Lucy would start. And I would sit there and have lunch and watch I Love Lucy with my mom. And and then right after I Love Lucy, uh, the Carol Burnett show came on. And I loved Tim Conway and Harvey Corman on the, the Tim Conway show. I mean, the, the Carol Burnett show. And watching those two just play, or those three people play, especially Lucy and Tim, uh, I just really loved the joy that they created this pocket of joy and my you know my mom struggled with depression and and just to be able to be with her for an hour and just sit in that pocket of joy and just laugh uh, i just thought was amazing and watching them i was like i want to do that i want to create pockets of joy and i still kind of say that today i just that's kind of like one of my uh, things I want to do in life and why I think I'm here is to create pockets of joy, which I, you know, as I say that, I wasn't doing that as Dr. Montague, but <laughs> it was still fun to do. Uh, and then, and, and then in high school, uh, I, I was struggled with depression in like my sophomore year. I was, that was a really tough year for me. And then halfway through junior year too. And, uh, I just remember someone telling me, you're really funny. You're really funny. You're going to be like some actor or some comedian, like Jim Carrey or Eddie Murphy. You're going to be funny. 
funny. You're funny. And uh, in my depression, I just went, validation? Someone's recognizing me and sees me. And I put on that mask, so to speak, and just, I was like, I'll be a dancing monkey of joy and make everyone laugh. And I was just, would sit there at lunch and just make everyone laugh to tell them jokes and whatnot. And I was kind of, uh, got voted in senior as the class clown. And I think I was the class clown that teachers actually liked because I was included them in the humor or choked around with them instead of at them. And, uh, uh, and then people like voted me the most likely to become famous and and that validation even drove me even more to go into acting. And then I also had a grandmother that I adored. And she thought the world of me. And she just said, you know, this kid here. You know, she would tell my brothers, stick close to your brother because this one's talented. He's going to be somebody someday or blah, 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 blah. And so that's what got me into it. And I went to Chicago and went to Columbia College in Chicago. And I wanted to go to Chicago because Second City was there. I don't, isn't there a, there's a Second City in Toronto? I think right? there is a Second City in Toronto. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I wanted to go there because I really wanted to focus on comedy. And then also my brother, one of my, I'm one of five boys and my older brother was in Chicago and I'm really tight with him. And uh, and so that's why I picked Chicago instead of New York City. Uh, and also the other thing is when I, I was, in, I just remember sitting in, the, in my uh, guidance counselor's office and talking about colleges and looking at colleges. And I was like, I either want to go to New York or Chicago because of the business. And my, I had this goal of going to being on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. And uh, I saw this college in Chicago called Columbia College. And in it, it said, um, now. I got good grades in high school, but I was terrible at SATs. Like, And I, I remember seeing, it said on the Columbia College, the, the breakdown or the info on it, it said 542 freshmen applied, 542 freshmen accepted. And I went, that's the school for me. So I just picked that one. And that's where I went and got into theater in Chicago and got my bachelor's degree in theater. And then I did Second City in Chicago. And then this pilot happened like right when I got out of college where this pilot happened. Happened where I was testing for this uh, pilot and and, um, and then another pilot happened after that and my agent in Chicago was like you need to go to LA right now you're this you know kind of this hot kid that um, hot as in temperature hot not hot as in good looking hot but this hot you're hot right now so they wanted me to go to LA I came out here to LA got an agent I had actually Jack Nicholson's agent I signed with them tested wow. for a couple more pilots out here and then just things just slowed down and kind of crashed for me and so there was like a, a two years there where that i didn't have any representation where you know i like i there was this you know it's funny there was this there was this after being out here for like seven years and i had jack nicholson's agent and then i had another agent after that and oh man i just thought there's so many stories i could tell because i'm glossing over so many things um but I just remember I was going for these home runs, like testing for series regulars, and I really wanted to build a resume and do these smaller projects or like do co-stars and guest stars. They wanted to go for the home run. I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, because I just kind of did what I was told as opposed to, no, this is what I want to do. And um, and then when uh, Jack Nicholson's agent became a manager, and so they just dumped a bunch of people, and I was part of that dump. And then I got another agent, tested for another pilot, and then the agent I was with for, for that agent for two years, she left and I got dropped on that one. And then for about two years, I didn't, I didn't have any commercial agent. I didn't have uh, 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 any theatrical rep. Uh, and there was this one two month period where I decided I was going to live in this attitude of gratitude. Right. Right. 
And I remember I gave gratitude to my girlfriend. And then uh, a week after or two weeks after I gave her gratitude, like how much I loved her and how grateful I was for her. She dumped me on my birthday, by the way. That was oh, fun. And, gosh. Uh, and then after <laughs> that, I gave all this uh, gratitude to my theatrical agent that I had at the time. And then the writer strike happened. Uh, that was in, I think this is in 2008, a writer strike happened and he dumped me. And then I gave gratitude to my car because I, I, I actually literally went out to my car and hugged my car and kissed it. I'm like, you know what, car, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. I've been in two accidents with you. I've never been hurt. You never break down on me. I can rely on you. I'm grateful for you. 12 wow. hours later, 12 hours after I did that, I'm going up the street in LA called Laurel Canyon and someone swerved wide in this lane and hit my car. And wow. My car was total. And then I was going to, you think I would stop by now. You think I would go, you know, <laughs> maybe I should stop being grateful. I should pump the great pump, pump, brakes on being grateful. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, I want to go and give great, uh, be gratitude, give thanks to my commercial agent. And I hadn't been going out for a while, so I was really curious about that. But I just wanted to go and give him gratitude. And as I'm walking out the door, my, the mailman came and he gave me this letter. And it was from my commercial agent. And I opened it up and it said, we're dropping 37% of our 39% of our clientele. And you're one of them. Oh, and I wow. I was just like, I went back into my house and sat at my kitchen table. And I just, after sitting there, just stunned. I looked up at the universe and I was like, what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> I'm giving all this gratitude and everything I'm giving gratitude is just leaving me. Yeah, you kind of get angry at God. What are you doing to me? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. And you know what? I sat there and I I was like, you know, you've been out here in LA for seven years. You've got, you've only had two, you've only got two TV credits to your name in seven years. Both of those were from the mind of Mencia. And uh, you've maybe booked two or three commercials in seven years. You've got no girlfriends or no girlfriend. You've got no car. You've got, I had no job at the time. And uh, things were not ideal. Let's just say that. And I, I thought seriously about just bagging it. You know, well, you, you, you gave it a try. It didn't work. And um, well, what do you want to do? And I really thought about quitting and leaving LA. And I just thought of this had this thought in my head that said, you know that, you've ever heard that phrase, like get knocked, knocked down nine times, get up 10? Yep, yep. And I thought of that. And then I thought, you know what? I don't want to quit something while I'm down. And I don't want to stay in something just because it's going well. I want to do something because that's what I want to do. And then I thought, well, I'm not going to let you quit until you get back in the game. When you get back in the game, then we'll reassess and decide whether we want to continue acting or not. And the moment I did that, I just... I started getting hit with all these thoughts of, okay, you could do this. You could do this, like terrifying things that would really stretch me. That would get me back in the game and get me back, get me uh, back to, uh, to where I was. And I was terrified, but then I got really excited and I was like, well, let's see what you made of. And I had this epiphany of, you know, I can get another girlfriend. I can get another car. I can get some more agents. I can even get a series regular on a TV show. And all those things can be taken away from me again. Mm -hmm. See, listeners, people... we're getting warmer now. We're getting yeah. warmer. <laughs> <laughs> I go, the one thing no one can ever take away from you is your character. And if you do these things, if you move forward with these things and grow, you're going to build character. Amen. And again, no one can take that away. And I got super excited by that. And that's why I, I started just doing these terrifying things. And what drove me was that emotion of, of let's see what you're made of. Or let's see what you can bring out of yourself. You know, there's that there's this phrase that that I think it's from the Bible or something that says, if you bring forth what's within you, it will save you. If you don't bring forth what's within you, it'll destroy you. Wow. And so 
I was thinking maybe, you know, I, I thought for the longest time, I was like, oh, I was really growing during that period. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, maybe I was growing or was I just bringing, bringing this thing that was always inside me out? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like this whole person, like this thing. And I was just doing these, I was making cold calls to agents and casting directors and show. I was doing these terrifying things, asking people for you know, support, you know, that's where I realized, you know, well, people really want to help you. Like if you've created the relationship and despite what I might think that people might not like me actually, or don't want to help me, or I'm not important to them. I actually was, or I, I was actually liked and they wanted to help me and, you know, reaching out and asking people for like a referral or doing this is terrifying. Um, but uh, especially these people I was asking, there was kind of these big people. I was just surprised about how many people were willing to help and, and just the terrifying things I did. And, uh, you know, I, I quickly got commercial agent and, you know, two months after, uh, and, and, and when I got that commercial agent, shortly after I booked this national commercial that was being directed by an Academy Award winner. And we were shooting in San Francisco for two or three days. And I just remember at the end of the shoot, I'm sitting in my San Francisco, this five-star hotel room in San Francisco, looking out at the San Francisco sky. And I was like, wow, just a couple of months ago, I was sitting in my at my kitchen table with that rejection letter or termination letter in my hand, staring at my kitchen wall. And now here I am in this five-star hotel room in San Francisco, looking out at the skyline and doing this commercial. And I just thought to myself, wow. Wow. So it's on the other side of fear. Wow. You know? And listeners it's, might ask, was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's, you know, it's funny is because in that moment, I looked up to the universe and I was like, thank you. And that was, that was really nice. And then for two years, it took me, it took me about two years to find a theatrical representation because there's commercial rep and then there's theatrical rep. And, um, and so it took me two years to find that. And the, that took a while. And when I finally got this manager who was willing to take a risk, because at this time I was in my mid thirties, I had very little credits and all these agents and managers were like, you know, you don't have enough credits. I don't think I can do anything for you. You don't have enough credits. I don't think I can do anything for you. And then this one manager's name is Peter Clue at, uh, at Impact Artists. And he's had the same concern these other agents did. And he went, you know what? I'm going to take a risk here. Let's just go for this. And in those first two years I was with him, I booked 10 TV shows. Wow. What were some of those past TV shows in case <laughs> listeners want to know? Well, unfortunately, because the strike, I would oh. love to say them, but because of the strike, I'm not allowed to promote any TV at all. Okay. Right all right. Uh, okay. But General Hospital is a different contract. But um, but you know what? They can just look me up on IMDb Pro or IMDb and all those credits are, all my credits are right there. All but right. I think, but that's the thing is like, I think it's, it's one of those things where walking into those audition rooms, having done all those bold things, you know, as I, I say to these clients I work with, because I also do career coaching for actors and, you know, I tell them, if you do these bold things, you will grow. And when you grow, you will become someone who people will have a hard time saying no to and wow. because of what you're bringing in the room of who you are and how much you grow and i think that's one of the reasons why i booked so much uh when i was going into these audition rooms because all these these things i was doing to grow and just jump into that un you know i was i called it i was learning how to be comfortable and being uncomfortable and so when i go into these situations i'm showing up as this now confident person who is kind of walk through the fire so to speak you know and i think that really shows up in how you walk in a how i was walking into a room you know mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and i think that's people are like i'm i want that guy you know what i mean <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so go be bold, people. Go be bold. You know, take leaps of faith. And let's hear about this leap of faith you took playing a different type of character on General Hospital. Man. Yes. Now, you said you got a lot of hate and a lot of people were even writing to General Hospital saying, why are they doing this type of storyline? And the pain Sasha was put through. Oh, let me tell you, Sasha is the, is I, I guess is the golden girl of uh, uh, the the young golden girl of General Hospital because man, I was getting you know I'm not very active on social media, but I, I was having so much fun creating posts for this, and the fans seem to really enjoy it too. You know, I've had a few fans reach out to me and go, "Hey, I really appreciate you actually engaging with the fans, and, you know, advertising when you're gonna or promoting when you're gonna be on the show and whatnot." And it was just amazing how many comments I got of like. You leave Sasha alone. You leave Sasha alone. You know, you're evil. Da, 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 da. And I, I, at the same time, getting ones, like some people making comments of, I love to hate you, but just just to know I hate you. You know? <laughs> and I remember this one I thought was so funny. This one comment, this, this fan said, watching you makes me want to vomit. I, oh. I just laughed so hard. And I uh, commented back to them and said, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Your comment made me laugh out loud. Please keep them coming. Please keep uh, them coming. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, people hated me. And um, and it, it, it's, I have another funny story where I'm at this dinner party mm -hmm. and this guy in his late 70s is sitting and someone uh, says, so how's, how's General Hospital? And he just lights up and he goes, oh, me and my wife still watch General Hospital every day. We've been watching it for 20 years. It's still great. You know, da, 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 da. And the guy said, oh, no, 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 no. I, I was talking to him. And he goes, oh, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on General Hospital. And he lights up and he goes, you're on General Hospital? Uh, uh, uh. And I go, yeah. And he goes, who do you play? I go, Dr. Montague. And he looks at me with his big eyes and bright smile. And he goes, I effing hate you. Uh, 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 <laughs> but he, uh, he didn't say effing. He really said the F word. You know, he's like, I, I goes, I effing hate you. Uh, and he goes, I go, really? And he goes, yeah. And my wife effing hates you too. <laughs> oh, my. And you're a nice guy even on the show. And I can even tell by you playing your character. That's not you in real life. And you were talking off interview. Your mom even had to defend you saying that's not my baby yeah that's not my baby and that's what this guy goes dude i was sitting here the whole time he goes how do i recognize this guy because you're the last person i thought uh would be dr montague because you know you're just so goofy and and, and nice and you know i you i just that threw me uh, I, you're not who your character is and then he was like and that's a testament to your acting how good of an actor you are, you know, uh, which felt good. But, uh, you know, what? and going back to what I was saying before about those pockets of joy, that will seeing seeing that man light up like that and have and just just light up with joy uh and 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 at the same time said saying what he said to me with that much joy was that that was just an amazing experience and going, yeah, that's that's what I want to create that. And so some of the fans, you know, when I, can I say it, it's not a spoiler because it's already out, but when I, looks like I got arrested, which by the way, I'm hoping that maybe I'm not because in that scene when I got arrested or was going, being taken to get booked, yep. I did say to Cody, I did say to Cody, hey, you know what, you did this and you did that. And, um, but I can get my lawyers to write this off as, uh, 
as self-defense. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows if I got arrested or not? But uh, uh, it, it's it's seeing that. So I said, to, you know, hey, fans, it's been a lot of fun. I did a video for on Instagram and said, hey, fans, it's been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying your comments and whatnot. And I was shocked with how many comments I got. Of people just going, you know, really positive comments. I would say 90, 98% of these comments I got on, on my Instagram page or the official General Hospital Instagram page just so positive and um, about how much they you know either love me or love to hate me that just felt really good mm-hmm. and um and and uh and just reading all those positive things was just that made my day so yeah for for all those fans who are listening thank you if any of you were any of the responsible for any of those comments that that was that was really nice to read and i appreciate you guys writing mm-hmm. that and quickly how did you get into it like you know you got the role well yeah i, I auditioned for it and it was you know that's the thing it was a it was um it was just like a one page or a page and a half scene or something like that. It was a pretty quick scene. And it was only supposed to be two or three episodes. Uh, so the fact that it turned into, I think, 17, that felt, that was, that's, that's nice. That was really nice. And, you know, they're really secretive of the, of the script and the storyline. And so I was like, so what's, what about, what's going on with this guy? And da, 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 da. And could you tell me anything about him? And all they said was, all we can say is he's a really nice guy. He seems like a really nice guy, but he has not very good ar- ar- uh, ulterior motives. And I'm like, all right, I'll just run with that. And um, and so just, just I was kind of learning about, you know, um, Dr. Montague and whatnot uh, as I was reading the scripts. Um, but uh, it was it was a ton of fun. And then finding like, I was doing finding gesture work. There was certain gestures. I don't know if anybody saw it, but there's this one gesture work. Whenever I was kind of plotting, I would have my, I would kind of rub my thumb into my palm. And then if I was ever kind of backed up into a, trying to lie my way out of something, I would do this gesture where I would touch my chin with my index finger. And I did, just did that a few times, but finding those little character traits that you can find that it's called gesture work and acting it was a lot of fun with, with, with that as well. And everybody on set was just fantastic. I mean, I, I was, as I've told some other people who are fans, you guys have picked a wonderful show to be fans of because everybody I've met, I think it's me to every, all the actors, but every single person I met on that show from actors to crew, to hair and makeup, to costumes, to the, even the accounting people, uh, everybody was just super, super nice. Mm-hmm. 61 years and still the longest running soap opera and winner of daytime awards in 2019, 20, 21, and 22 for yeah. best soap opera. So that must feel like something, eh? Yeah, it's great to be a part of that that legacy. I mean, that's just amazing how long it's been going. And you know, there was a there was a comment that a fan said that that felt good too. She goes, I have been watching the show since 1978. And you are my second favorite villain of all time. And I'm like, oh man, wow. there's this person who's been watching since 19, or it was like 1978 or 1974. I can't remember, but he was in the seventies. And I was like, man, that's, wow. That's a, that was a wonderful compliment. Right. The second most evil or her second most favorite evil person on the show. And that just, that, that, 
that 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 felt real good. Well, they have yeah. you. They had Mason, and General Hospital has more villains than any other soap opera. And they have yeah. another guy who's a wolf in sheep clothing to an older yeah. guy. Oh my gosh, I watch it, listeners. So they have lots of villains on that show. Some are who's still your surviving. favorite? Who's your favorite villain? I like the older gentleman. I don't know what his name is that plays Laura's brother. He's a wolf yeah. in sheep clothing. I forget his character character's name but he plays a really good villain right now laura's brother you know his name i forget his name but what do you call it he's just been released out of what do you call it? stabbing um carly's boyfriend let's see oh. listeners i see i know the show listeners <laughs> is that guy named like this is is this real name like a oh a, a, a man it's you know like who i'm talking name. about yes yeah, yes he's an well, older uh, man yes oh yeah. Ah, ah, I'm trying ah. to think of his name. And he said he found a new spiritual enlightenment. He had found the Lord right now. It's really getting interesting. But we know he hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. So he's well, I... worse than you. You just wanted yeah. oh. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, when I met him, I first, I met him briefly. I only met him once briefly. Okay. Right when I met him. He's like, you know, and he said, oh, man, what is his name? That's going to drive me crazy right now. I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, my gosh. But he. I think it's Silas. He plays this character Silas. But I know Silas. you know. Silas. Yes. Yes. And he said, uh, you know what, Darren? You look really good with a mustache. <laughs> Just, I've never had anybody like that in the first minute. She's like, you look really good with a mustache. And, um, and, and I was like, you know, funny you say that because I did this show where I actually asked for a mustache it was set in the 70s again i can't say it unfortunately but it was set in the 70s and i walk into the makeup room and i'm like you know what ladies i think my character needs a mustache and they lit up and they're like yes let's do it and so i had a picture of that and i showed it to him and he goes see exactly what i said you look great with a mustache <laughs> did you want to throw out your social media platforms quickly and after give sure. us a quick message sure it's uh my um, you can find me on instagram at darren tunder just my name at Darren Tunder. I'm not on Twitter much, but again, that's at Darren Tunder. And of course, on Facebook is Darren Tunder. Okay. Did you want to give us a quick message to the listeners, to the fans that loved you on General Hospital? All I would, again, what I said is, what I've said before is, man, I, I, I really can't stress, and this is, this is really coming from the heart. I can't, I cannot stress the fact that you have picked a wonderful, 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 wonderful show to be fans of because, again, I mean, everybody to to Sophia, to, you know, Bonnie or, you know, Gladys and uh, Sasha to uh, uh, Evan, that who's the, the, I can't remember his character's name, the 27 year old blonde haired, good looking guy. Well, they're all Cody, on Cody, 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 yes. Cody, well, Cody, too, Cody or, or um, uh, Josh. And um, Dex or Dex, Dex, Dex. Yes, Dex. yes. Well, anyway, all those, everyone I've met and uh, Carolyn Hennessy too, but everyone was just so, so incredibly nice. And I was telling the showrunner, I said, you know, you have, you have created one heck of a family here. I mean, it's just a tremendous family and it's been such a, a blessing to be a part of it and again you you picked a great show and some great people to be fans of. all right it was so much fun it was so much fun to do too and and it was great to play and it was a, a growing experience too because in, in soaps that's the other thing i'll say in soaps you get one take you get one take and the the fact that these actors are doing kind of work they're doing 
with only one take is just i really tip my hat to them i tip my hat so all right all right all right i really enjoyed getting to know you and see listeners i'm okay he didn't inject me with no, no yes. syringe <laughs> no syringe <laughs> But if we were in person, nah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so much for coming on the show. Any final five five second things you'd like to tell Met Radio Toronto? I, you know what? I, I, I just want to say that uh, I, as a growing up as a Phillies fan, I was just heartbroken when Joe Carter hit that. <laughs> <laughs> home run to win the world series against my phillies and uh uh but you know what that sky dome looks like a cool place <laughs> and, and i in toronto is one of those cities that um i would really like to come see sometime because it looks like a gorgeous city is it it is a gorgeous city i thank you so so much for coming on the show i appreciate it and thank you for your time you're great all right, from Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroixy. I'd love to thank Actor. You can throw out your name again. Darren Toonder. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.